it's the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jamison. With me is Daniel Trainer. And Daniel, have yeah. you ever been in a duel? <laughs> no, but I would like to. I would like to get in horseback with you. And I don't mean on this. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I don't I would mean like to get on horseback <laughs> with you. What's going on? <laughs> I don't mean on the same horse. Oh. I would like to duel with you to the death. Ooh. I like it. I would win easily, obviously. You ever you ever hold up a lance? Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, the uh, long... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many, many times <laughs> in my youth, I held up a lance. Yeah. Have Some you ever been to the memories. Renaissance Fair? No, don't you ever get... thrown an axe? Okay, don't get me started on Renaissance fairs, and don't get me started on axe throwing. We, I already need did. I to asked be done. you about both. We of these need already. to be done. Oh, big fan of both. Big fan of both over here. We need to be done with this thing of like, oh, you know what? This bar is super cool. You can throw an axe. I threw an axe recently at a bar. Well, guess what? You're dumb. I don't. Where? Uh, at Brennan's. There's axe throwing at Brennan's? There is hatchet throwing. When'd you go to Brennan's, by the way? Hatchet throwing at Brennan's. When'd you go to Brennan's? It was a couple months ago. Don't worry about it. I wasn't invited. No, you were not. Interesting. Yeah, well, we know how you feel about axe throwing, so you were were not given the invite. I like to have the option to say no to an invitation. Well. Did you throw the axe at a turtle? (laughs) Yeah, decapitated. Turtle racing at this bar. One of the turtle racing turtles. Anyway, no, I've never been to a Renaissance fair. No, that's not for me. That's not my culture. Seventh grade, seventh grade, sixth oh grade. Oh my god! Maybe both. We went to the Renaissance fair. It was a little middle Who's school we? field trip. Oh, your class. Middle school field trip. If you would let me finish. Okay. Go on. I've also been to a Renaissance fair in Los Angeles. Oh, it's so depressing. It was a lovely me. time. Threw an axe. So depressing. Why are you throwing axes? Watch the duel. All the time. So the last duel is in fact not the last duel because I saw one just a few years ago in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. All right. Midi- midi- thoughts on medieval times? <laughs> Love medieval times. Never been. Wait. I have been to medieval. Sorry, I was. I forgot. Wow. For Love it. Wait, have I been? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh boy Don't. what is he doing oh no 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 way no way <laughs> he has just reached underneath his coffee table and pulled out a set of photos from medieval times what? look at that oh. look at that a night to remember it says with a k wow this is dark <laughs> Good God! You see, so you had no idea that was under there. You're talking about lances and horses and duels, uh, and I, there you are wearing a shitty when, little hat. When you said medieval times, I couldn't remember the difference between medieval times and the Renaissance fair, and I had to sit there and think about it for. And a have week. you That's been what, to a Renaissance fair? I've been to both. Yes. Wow! So you're sort of obsessed with this. Oh, I love it! Love it! Big, big fan over here. Wow! Interesting. Did you eat a turkey leg? I did. Ugh. Maybe. That is so disgusting. I think I did. Yeah. Do you remember anything? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I remember that it's time to do the box office recap of the week. By oh, the way, yeah, I remember that too. Perhaps, perhaps we won't do it this week. The box... Don't touch my phone. If I didn't touch your phone. Yeah, you did. No, Why didn't. is it lit up? Because you're getting texts. Mm, thank you. Thank you to my fans. Who's texting me? Uh, Your dad. Oh, hi, dad. He said, I see they won. I see they won. Red well, it might be about the Dodgers. Red Dodgers? Yeah. Mm. The Red Wings group shot was popping off tonight. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Red Wings 2 0 1. Yeah, let's get into the box office. Oh, let's God. get into it. So, this week at the box office, Halloween killed. <laughs> oh, it sure did. The box office power of Kyle Richards, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Kills uh, was the new movie on the docket on the board this week. Yep. It is uh, up to $52 million. Big, wow. big opening for Halloween Kills. Thank Almost you. as big as No Time to Die, which is yeah, a little, little surprising. Mm. Um, that must be like a lance in your heart. Says, uh, says a lot about kind of the movie-going audience and what their priorities are Don't these days. Sh- you know what? It's like you start losing this challenge so badly, and then you start shitting on the audience. The whole they deserve point, it. The whole point of the challenge was they to figure out it. what movies these stupid idiots are going to go see, and I'm winning. Well, I I can't be held accountable for their her- horrific decisions. Held accountable. Uh, current standings. You're at 1.2 billion. I'm at 850 million. Uh, I am in trouble, and I'm gonna need a hail mary to come back and win this contest. Luckily, I have a hail mary. The verve pipe listens. in the Matrix resurre- Resurrections. What? I was singing the verve pipe. Life of me. Wow. I cannot remember. What is the song about? What made us think that we were wise and we never compromised. What is that song about? Being freshmen. We were merely freshmen. But what does he do to her? I'm assuming he does something to her. I think uh, they're just foolish freshmen. They can't remember. College or high school? Ooh, good question. Uh, I want to say high school, but that's only because yeah. I was closer to that age when that song came out. And right. so that's what I associate it with. Nobody really says we were freshmen in college. Nobody, nobody. Freshman in high school. That's what I'm saying. But no, like, never been said. I took a week's vacation. If bed stricken, sobbing with my head on the floor, fell through the ice. Oh no, is she dead? She fell through the ice. Fell through the Hang ice. On, we gotta figure this out before we can move on. Tried to. Scared. Google, what is the freshman about? When I was young, I knew everything, and she, and she, a punk who rarely ever took advice. Now I'm guilt stricken, sobbing with my head on the floor. Stop a baby's breath and a shoe full of rice. Okay, that's enough. This is this song. She was touching her hand. She fell in love in the first place. Whatever, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely freshmen. Took a week's vacation. When did she fall through the ice? Uh, I think she falls through ice. No, I think it's a shoe full of rice. Oh. (laughs) Stand by. There might be my whole life. I thought this. Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! No. Later on, verse three. We fell through the ice when we tried not to slip. Thank God. Oh, it's a metaphor. I love a metaphor in a song. Wow. 
It's called the uh, Fresh Min, plural. I think I thought it was called the Fresh Men. Fresh Men. Single. Freshman. Fresh Men. Fresh Man, you mean? Fresh Man. I thought it was called the Fresh Man. Freshman. Plural. Fresh Men. Yeah. <laughs> fresh Men, plural, Fresh Man, single. Singular. All right. Well, that was worth it. Well, what uh, happened to her? I don't know. I, the lyrics are nonsensical. Oh, God. Some stupid song about a breakup. Get over it. All right. So that does it for this week's box office recap. We will reconvene at this time next week. Uh, it, it actually doesn't do it for the box office recap. I would like totals. I already gave them. You, you were did? singing. Oh, singing the freshman? Yes. Uh, we'll reconvene next week and talk more about how badly Dear Evan Hansen is doing. <laughs> That's what the people are waiting for. Uh, things are looking a little grim on Team Kyle these days, but... <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Sing 2 offers hope. There's nothing more depressing than the prospect of the movie Sing 2. I know we <laughs> talked about this last week, but I just... I, I can't... I'm not, I'm convinced that's not a real movie. Uh, do you have high hopes for Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out a month from today? House. Um, No. I mean, box office-wise, I think it'll probably do okay, but no. I mean, well, I see it. And I did, I mean, as I said, I did sit next to the star of Ghostbusters Afterlife, that one kid from Stranger Things, at a screening of Lamb recently, and he did talk during the movie. Uh, spoiler alert, there'll be more to come about talking during movies on this podcast. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Our girl Barbara <sighs> oh, is going to get a shout-out. my god okay okay that's okay this is this is his top 10 which is the only reason i think he's still doing the podcast no no no, this is not the top 10 oh okay okay fine okay then we can get it yes thank you we'll get into barb yes that's what i'm saying okay but i'm sorry i thought i thought you were saying that was your top 10 you know no 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 no. top 10 things i've heard screamed in a movie theater no 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 no, number one get your hands off me kyle (laughs) the hell no, one, no one's ever screamed that. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> back at the ranch. Back at the ranch. Speaking of potentially inappropriate sexual activity. Oh, boy. We went and saw The Last Duel yesterday? Yes. Yesterday. <laughs> yes. It was indeed yesterday, yeah. Now... The Last Duel, of course, directed by the great Sir Ridley Scott. And don't forget it. Starring Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, Ben Affleck. Yep. Amongst others. Uh, We're going to... We're going to... The reason for the season? Just say your thing when I put it I don't know. All all of a sudden, you're like, we're going to... And you're like, now! I'm like, what the... What are you talking about? Once I transition into the main topic of the episode. I need you to understand something. On this podcast, when you're talking, I am completely zoned out. How are we going to get to you? I am completely. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about what podcast I'm going to listen to on the walk home. And then all of a sudden, I come back to life and you're like, and now. (laughs) Yeah, well, that should be your cue every week. It's the same thing. You only have one line. The reason for the season. Oh, there it is, baby. The Last Duel. Now, so we're uh, on, on today's... That was the fight. That's what the fight sounded like. 
<laughs> I was blowing past it because I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> All right, today uh, on the Popcorn Boys, episode twenty-three. Wow, we're going to talk about special. the last duel. Followed Who'd by, win in a duel, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Followed by a discussion of legitimate question of the director Ridley Scott in his six-decade-spanning career. Could be six decades. Yes, it can. Six seventies, eighties, nineties. 2000s, 2010s, and we're into the 2020s. Now, it only spans now, 44, <laughs> 46 deceiving. years, something like that, but we, it crosses but six It's a decades. little deceiving, but I'll give it to you, okay? Exactly. Uh, the reason for the season? No, no, no. no that oh. time I was asking for an apology for for questioning my factually <laughs> correct statement. Oh. I know I gave the same gesture that I gave... <laughs> When I wanted you to say the reason for the season, and now you're you're literally just a dog at this point. <laughs> I make a gesture, and you yell the reason for the season. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Please forgive. Please find it in your heart to forgive me. I'll never do it again, Daddy. <laughs> oh dear. Um. All right. So, let's get into our thoughts and our experience. It feels like you want to talk more about the experience. <laughs> well. The experience was quite fun. Let's talk movie first. The movie, eh, eh, fun, not exactly the word I'd use to describe it. You know a word I would use to describe it? Long. <laughs> so, for those uh, who may not have seen the movie yet. For the uninitiated. And, and by by the box office totals, not There many are of many you. of you, yes. <laughs> yeah, not many of you did see it. The movie um, takes place as as... You know, nearly every movie does these oh, days. Oh, I sorry. In thirteen eighties France. Now this is a classic popcorn boys. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to remind me I have a thought. Oh, good, good, good. good. Remind me I have a thought about the movie. Okay, we're discussing the movie now. You could share. I can't it. bring it up yet. Okay, when should I? Uh, In two minutes. Cue you. Two minutes. All right, two minutes. Daniel has a thought setting reminder. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so. When I think of 1380s France. <laughs> so the just uh, the, the basics of the plot here that we kind of need to get out of the way so that... Uh, I will let you take this. Ugh, damn it. I was hoping you would kind of jump in and just, you know, so give, give the round of... it's France. Pierre's there. <laughs> There's horses. All right. Long story short, Matt Damon... And Adam Driver are knights. Now, technically, Adam Driver is not a knight, but we're not going to get into that. They're knights. And they're best friends. They were best friends until uh, Ben Affleck becomes friends with Adam Driver and thus throwing the whole thing And let me off tell you something. Friendship. Adam Driver, Adam Driver made the really right about decision. about Matt Damon being jealous that, Adam, that Ben Affleck is not his best friend. And this is the thing that nobody wants to talk about. Everybody would rather be friends with Ben. Oh, I think Absolutely, agrees. Matt Damon. Nobody really cares about Matt Damon. If it's if it comes Are you down in the movie or both. Oh no no, I'm talking about real life. But in the movie, in real life, nobody wants to be friends with Matt. And listen, I hate to bring this back to the table, but Matt Damon, famously up until about a year ago, said faggot, <laughs> and had to be reminded by his daughter at the breakfast table that he's not allowed to do that. That was a good. That was a good story to share. By him on uh, whatever interview that was. I know. Isn't that so funny? 
hey, yeah, I'm going to late night. No, is a magazine uh, thing. Matt, do you have any, do you have any anecdotes that we could share here? <laughs> yeah, this, nobody this asked. Interview. Nobody even asked him about <laughs> it. He brought it up. Here's a funny story. Yeah, here's a funny story. You know what I like to use? Hate speech. <laughs> and then my six-year-old daughter, over her fucking Cheerios, was like, Dad, you can't say that word anymore. And it's like, <laughs> these woke kids. Anyway, go see Stillwater. <laughs> I forgot he was promoting Stillwater. Oh, Matt Damon, 0 for 2. Not a great year for thus two. far at the B.O. 0 for, tw- yeah, 0 for 2 in 2021 for old Matt all right. Anyway, the plot of the last duel. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, so Matt Damon, who plays Jean de Carouge. <laughs> yeah. Adam Driver plays Jacques Legree. Mm, yeah. Sure. I don't know. Uh, Jodie Comer gets married to Matt Damon. She's playing somebody named Marguerite. Supposedly, this is all based on a true story, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Which don't even get me started. Uh, ben Affleck plays somebody named Pierre, which is Pierre hilarious. Who? You nailed it. Uh, so, long story short... We have a listener named Pierre, by the way. We do? Yep. Hmm. What's up, Pierre? Moving on. He'll love it. Um. So, long story short here, Adam Driver you and Matt Damon that. become rivals, and there is... Uh, Adam Driver's character falls in love... Seemingly with Jodie Comer's character. Because why? They both read books. Yes. They they speak multiple languages. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, and then he rapes her. <laughs> uh, at least. Not once, is... but twice. Well. Well, he rape and, and, and he is a good boy. He only rapes her once in okay. the movie, in the film. But think, think the film gods, we get to see it twice. <laughs> So the uh, the narrative tool in which that they tell this story, yeah, are from three different perspectives. So the mm-hmm. movie begins with the Matt Damon character's perspective, takes us all the way through up until the titular last duel. We yeah. then see the exact same story told from the Adam Driver perspective mm-hmm. hence huge... this movie being three hours long yeah and then finally we get the jodie comer perspective and then the movie ends with the actual duel itself yeah um an interesting movie yeah here's what i'll say yeah let, let, let's hear your your initial takeaways as i pull my, up my initial... notes oh yeah bring up that stop touching my phone the group chat's popping off tonight um, here are my thoughts. At many points during this movie, I was dreadfully bored. Absolutely soaking wet with boredom. Okay? Maybe you've thought about dozing off a couple times. Soaking you know wet? I was soaking wet, baby. That was when Adam Driver was on screen. Not for the rape. Good cover. You, you know, I'm out here all by myself. <laughs> now, uh... So, uh, runtime jokes aside, this is a very long movie. So, there were times in it where I was really drifting in and out of consciousness. And most of those times were when the aforementioned... Two and a half hour movie. Matt, I can no longer say faggot, Damon was on screen. Jean de Carouge? Sure. Uh, the gayest name I've ever heard. Maybe this is what brought him to realize that he's not, not allowed to say that. He probably said that on the, on the set of The Last Duel. He came home, he probably said to his daughter, I remember this new movie, The Last Duel... My character has a really faggy name. And she's like, Dad, you can't say that. This is 
<laughs> he probably said that. Probably. And to be fair, true. Uh, you said it, not me. And I'm a lot. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I found Matt Damon to be... It, it's, it's twofold. One, his character is very boring. He bring, really brings nothing to the table. And then Matt Damon's performance... I also found to be pretty stale. He has a couple moments, but just, it's just, it's just wallpaper. It's boring. He just did nothing for me. And I think it's a pretty miserable character and you kind of have a miserable time watching him well, do his and thing. And it, he's kind of supposed to be pretty miserable. You know, he's not <laughs> right. the entertaining one. Of no. This. And, and what hampers the movie, like you were saying, is we sort of see this from three different perspectives and his is the first. So right. for the first like hour of the movie, it's like his the story the longest, from his like... perspective and it's a little like okay, all right, okay. But I will say I also found a lot to enjoy. Um I thought it was pretty beautiful. I thought it was very mm-hmm. well made. Um and then the rest of the cast I thought were pretty uniformly great. I thought Jodie Comer was really excellent. She was very, very good. Uh, I thought Adam Driver was great. He's kind of doing his Adam Driver thing. Yeah. He's very showy. He's very loud. He he's yells. Always, like, he's always just committed and, like... Yeah. He's always good. Yeah. I, I like Adam Driver. I do, too. Um, and then I thought Ben Affleck, honestly, was maybe best in show for me. He was just having a great time. He has the most to work with. His character is just, like... I don't even want to say the comedic relief of this thing, but he sort of is. He's like funny and fun and like brings some light. Well, this was to one it. of the things I I, I kind of harped on coming out of it was like this movie is this movie is about you know a miserable life of thirteen eighties French knights. Oh, you didn't remind and me. A, and a, it hasn't been two minutes yet. Kyle, it's been at least twenty. If it hasn't been twenty, I, oh boy, do we lose track of time on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you just said re- reminded me. This is a thought I had. Okay. Okay, so you decided, you reminded yourself, and now you're just cutting off my point. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, so the, <laughs> I found this to be hilarious. So it'll do this thing in the movie where it will be like, it'll give you a little like title card at the start of the scene. It'll say, 1385. Yes. And you're like, okay. And then 45 minutes later, a new title card will come up with like, 1387 I'm like I have no idea what year it was 45 minutes ago (laughs) if you expect me it should say five years later why does it say another year I do not remember what year it was in the past oh I see what you mean so you just okay it's like 1380 and then an hour later that's true I do kind of forget 1387 like I have no idea what year it was the first date that they put up was 1370 and I think the duel happens in like 1386 or something. And by the like, way, these characters don't age a we're day. We're spanning. These characters don't age a, a day in the entire movie. They look the exact same from start to finish. Yeah, as as people did. Nobody aged in the 1380s in France. <laughs> um. Anyway, my big takeaway coming out of this, well, one of my big takeaways was who exactly had fun with this project i guess my biggest question is why did they make this this is the story it's an interesting story you know on a conceptual level um sure but aside from ben affleck who we already talked about like 
seems like everyone's sort of kind of having a miserable time. Well, something we haven't even mentioned at either is that this movie is co-written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Right. So this is like a story they wanted to tell. And yeah, they said, clearly not only they do we the, want to tell it, we're going to be in it. It seems clear they were the driving forces between making this get made. And uh, what's interesting to me is Ben Affleck's decision, according to all the reports, was that he was originally going to be the Adam Driver character. Right. And then he decided to take the Pierre role, which is infinitely more fun. Yeah. And that was the best decision anyone's made on this project. Yeah, for sure. I I don't know. I This feels like a movie that would have come out 20 years ago and won Best Picture. It feels like a movie sort of of yesteryear where we're, we're gathering up some of the biggest names in Hollywood. We're putting them in armor and we're going to be nominated for 12 Oscars. Right. And we just don't live in that world anymore. For better or for worse, I would say for better. But um, to me, that's the answer to your question. I don't know that anybody was having fun. I don't know that anybody was having fun. Ben looks like he's having fun on screen. Yes, for sure. Um, but it is and kind also of... the king. Oh, yeah. The, the king, king was having a blast. Jo- the Joffrey of 1370 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, There's like a 12-year-old king or something, and he's maniacal. And it's... Yeah, it's just... It, it's kind of a slog. The entire thing's kind of a slog. I well, like I said, it feel like we're. It feels like our take is very negative in with the way we're talking about it. Yeah, and, and I overall, I think I lean slightly negative, but like, I think I liked it a little bit more than you, which is not something I expected going into it. Right. Um, I think maybe I fell asleep for a bit. Maybe I woke up. Did you energized? No, oh, okay. no, but maybe. It is a possibility. Um, I, I just, we talked about, you know, who was having fun here. What I'm kind of blown away by is, and I guess the answer is, is I suppose, fairly obvious, but Ridley Scott is now 83 years old. And yes, wow. they shot this movie a little while ago, so he wasn't 83 at the time, I'm sure, when he was shooting, but... I think we can I think we can say that like yeah, safely, yeah. He was in his 80s. Yes. Like, it, this doesn't look like a fun movie for an 80-year-old man to make. No. No, but no, Ridley Scott. But maybe it is. This is what he loves to do. Exactly. That's where I was going. Like he's a maniac, and he loves these big productions. Loves horses. Apparently, <laughs> loves a horse. Ridley now, Scott. You is know what? Can I best, call bullshit on something? The best. He he's by far far and away. No one is better. If you have a scene with people who need to ride horses in it, you need Ridley Scott. Can I call bullshit on this. something? Go ahead. No animals were harmed in the filming of this movie. I saw five horses die. Did they say no animals were harmed? Of course. they. Oh, yeah, in the credits. They, said no, that, they just say that. That's not a real thing. There were horses flipping over backwards left and right. You know how hard it is for to hurt a horse? No, do you? <laughs> do you know how hard it is to hurt a horse? Horses can flip over. What a normal question. They're fine. Ask. They're giant. What a normal question to ask somebody. Do you know how hard it is to hurt a horse? Although I don't even. Although at the know. racetrack, if they like trip, they get shot. So maybe it's not that hard to hurt them. I don't think it's very hard at the all. Horses were fine. If you say so, I don't know. I was worried about the horses. All I'm saying is Ridley knows how to stage a scene with people riding horses, whether it's battle, sure, whether they're traveling on horseback. Just he's he knows how to shoot horses. <laughs> 
That's not what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to my point. Um, here's a couple things that I found. Uh, so, so the movie is kind of meticulously crafted. Yeah, it's well directed. It looks amazing. It's clearly a big production. You yes, know, there's talent involved here. Yeah, obviously we have A-list stars. Um, and so it's kind of worth it on that level. The narrative device is kind of important for the way for the whole point of this movie, but it makes it a little too drawn out for my liking. Yeah, um, agree. I think I think one of the things we mentioned when we were leaving the theater was like there is a good movie in here. This was just didn't quite get there. Um, yeah, but you know I'd be interested to see what our fans think of this movie if they if they go see it. So let us know. You know, send <laughs> us those screenshots. Of uh, yeah, ticket if you, stubs. If you go see The Last Duel, and I would say run, don't walk, because I'm not sure how much longer you have to go see The Last Duel in theaters. But, uh, yeah, it it just exists in this ether of I just don't know who it's for, you know. that That's the other question, too. Like, was anybody having any fun? I don't know. But who is this movie for? Yeah, like I mean, like you said, it goes back to this, this movie feels like it was, you know, done in the 90s yeah we don't really see these movies anymore and when you know the kind of medieval storytelling mm-hmm. feels like that has kind of run its course yeah it should it peaked with a knight's tale <laughs> you know the, i feel like there's been a couple of netflix movies in, over the last few years that haven't really seemed to pop there was like a wasn't there one with Chris Pine playing a king or something? Oh yeah, and there was well, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet played in... the titular king. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. None of those really seemed like they they no. hit. This one clearly hasn't either. With his we're box o- we're 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 over armor, over armor, and army instead of under armor. Yeah, over, over armor. armor, over army. Uh, real quick, a couple Timothy. things that I thought there were there are kind of hilarious about this movie. Okay. Um. First. Uh. Wait, what did I write down here? Oh, this should be good. Oh, so everyone is speaking English in this movie. <laughs> yeah. The entire movie takes place in France, except the characters have these very French <laughs> names. And so you get, like, the French accent pronunciation. They're like, hey, are you going to the store today? Jean de Carouche. <laughs> like, it's, it's – it yeah. really made me laugh how, like, yeah. they're just speaking English. Yeah. And then the only thing saying – the names are the only thing being said of with, course. with French accents. Um, I thought the 1380s looked like a good time in general. <laughs> I feel like I missed out. Miss, didn't, missed my they calling. They didn't even have internet. Um, I wrote down here, you what if... You thought it looked if, like a good time. Yeah, that's a joke. It was, seemed oh. miserable all around. Hmm. Uh, but, okay, you know, you can on. understand why people would want to, you know... I know. It's Get like, dive into this world. Oh, God. Um, we mentioned this already, but the the decision to sit to to make us sit through the rape scene a second time was this is the thing. Certainly a decision. Uh, it's just not fun to watch a rape scene again. After certainly not after you've seen. I mean, it's not fun to watch it one time, right? And then to sort of be subjected to the entire thing again uh, is certainly a choice. I'm interested in your greater point. I think we can dive back into that later, but yes, because well, we'll get back into that later. Um, the last duel, the last duel itself, didn't 
Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr have a duel. I've never seen it. It's like 400 I, years after this. I would never watch that. I would never watch. I would never watch the Clearly stage production. Wasn't the last duel. I would never watch the stage production. I would never watch the Disney Plus. All right. Finally, the Emmy winning. We have to talk about our experience version the of here it because yeah. this was funny. So we've told you a few times about our little. Uh, excursions to the landmark on weekday afternoons when we see many of these movies Mm -hmm. Uh, this one we saw at i believe 3 40 p.m on a monday afternoon 3 40 p.m on a monday yeah correct um more people in the theater this time than we've we've had at at our recent movies but still with that being said there were other than us one two three four eight yeah maybe ten tops Two, two, four, two, right? Two, two. No, there was one guy by himself, top front left, who got up like four times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, plus the two of us. Now, all we really want to talk about are six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, group do of, other people have, do other people notice stuff like this? I don't, uh, I don't know. It feels like every time we go to the movies, they're like, oh, well, wait you, until you hear what happened next. Your ability to spot them very oh. early w- was... Well done. We were. I knew it. We were like getting popcorn, uh, you know, as as we the boys do. do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you saw this group of four <laughs> older women going up the escalator while we were while we were waiting for our popcorn, and you were like, "Oh, they're going to see the last duel." And I was like, "There's there's no way." Yeah. Um. And really, you were correct, although. My instinct was correct as well. What was your instinct? That they couldn't be going to see the last <laughs> duel. <laughs> yeah, we were both sort of right. Yeah. <laughs> so we get we get into the theater and the you know they're in our row. They're about, yeah. First time they're in the wrong yeah, seat. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which it does. Which it's such a small thing when it's like a huge theater and there's like nobody in there. But like it is funny when like I was like you know there's winner. Multiple women are in our theater yeah. and you know they're going to be like annoying and then we walk in and immediately I see they're in the wrong seats so I was like we're this both is like, bad oh, here we go <laughs> yeah. so these women uh, at least in their 60s I think oh um, yeah if not oh pushing 70 yeah yeah uh, four women just out on a little afternoon movie excursion yeah and they were and you know what they were all dressed for a night out. Well, they were going to dinner they afterwards. Were going to dinner as, after. Yeah. 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 yeah we as we found out at the end. Yeah. So, you know, this, this movie, uh, basically, long story short, they kind of talked through the whole movie. <laughs> and normally, this is something that I despise during, during yeah. movies, but it wasn't like they were being super loud. It was kind of like, for the most part, it was, you know, they're, you can tell they're kind of, chatting a little bit and just yeah. kind of reacting to things. Uh, and then we get to like violent or, or graphic or gruesome scenes in the movie. And they really started reacting <laughs> rather loudly. This is like basically when we get to the duel and it gets into a yeah. really violent ending. And there's uh, <laughs> to the point, actually as the, the, the duel is culminating, uh-huh. One of them accidentally turned their flashlight on on their phone. <laughs> it started waving it around. And in an effort, I assume, to like figure out how to turn it off, they're just flashing their flashlight around, around the theater. In our row. To the point that the uh, a guy sitting probably four rows in front of us 
very far away from where they are sitting. Oh, yeah. You know, they're in the top corner. He's in, like, the front other corner. Yeah. He goes, like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice those two guys? Because those were the guys who were in front of us in the concession line. And they were taking for ever. I didn't understand what was happening. And then I think they were getting hot dogs. Yes. And so then they came in. I respect that, by the way. Terrible move. So they came in. Sat down and then almost immediately left again and came back with more food. Maybe the hot dogs weren't were gonna need an I extra think, few minutes. I think they had food when they walked in. Interesting. I couldn't quite understand what was going on there. Very interesting. I wasn't locked in on them. I was too focused they were, on they were Barbara and her friends. Barbara and her friends. But the thing with Barbara and her friends is I you're right. Uh, normally talking any sort of that stuff really pisses me off but if it's gonna be in a movie like the last duel right it's like i wasn't i wasn't mad yeah it's just sort of like it's sort of added to the experience (laughs) right exactly and you overheard of course the the i don't know if it was right at the end of the movie or well the murmuring the the, yeah as we got to the end there they they really started just to let loose like once they started it was over they were just having full-on conversations right and so and this is like as there's just a violent oh yeah you could tell you could tell that just from the murmurs that they were like why are we seeing this movie? Yes. Why are we seeing this? They, and then like, you heard one of them yeah, yell. At their laughs the other. were kind of like, I can't believe this is just you can you could even you could intuit it from the laughs that they were like, Why are we seeing this? And so then the movie literally culminates in this like pretty gory act of violence. And as it happens, in sort of a moment of silence in the movie, some woman goes. <laughs> This is great. He goes, good choice, Barb. (laughs) (laughs) And it all came together nicely for us. We're like, oh, okay. They were like, yeah, we'll see a movie. What do you want to see? I don't know. And then Barb chose the last duel. Barb was like, yeah, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in it. Right. You know, we'll go see Ben and Matt. I like that Adam Driver. Yeah, I like that Adam Driver. Have you seen Killing Eve? So they chose this two and a half hour long medieval gore fest. Um, what should they have seen? What's playing? Um, let's see, Venom. <laughs> no time to die. What else? There's not they... much for the Barb crowd. I mean, I guess it makes sense why they were there. Sure, you know. Uh, and then, as the movie, as the credits were rolling, as they were getting up, I heard one of them, uh, presumably Barb, since she's she's the planner. Of she's the a ringleader. Yeah. She looks up and goes, "Our dinner reservation is in nine minutes." <laughs> And they don't hold reservations. And they like, hustled their way out of it. And there. we talked about following them. I would have loved to go. And to we really should have. I would have loved to have sat down with Barb and Co. If we could have had a discussion about the last duel oh at dinner with them. Oh my god. Would have been the best moment of my life. Oh my god. Barb, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> please find a way to contact us. She doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> Barb has never listened to a podcast in her life. God bless her. We'll see Barb at the Landmark again, I'm sure. I hope so. Uh, all right. So we mentioned already that this movie did not do well at the box office. Yeah, correct. Um, it only made, what, $5 million over its opening weekend, something, something like that. Like and that. this movie reportedly had a $100 million budget. Um, so box office flop. Some of that people have, uh, along with the, movie, the, the things we've already mentioned, 
you know, the kind of who is this for, who's seeing this movie these days. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. There's definitely also a little bit of, of, uh, this movie is actually put out by Disney, but it was produced when it was still 20th Century Fox. Uh, Disney, of course, acquired Fox, and now there were, there was talk, there, there is some talk of, like, they didn't really give it much backing. Yeah. Um, you know, because this was produced under the old regime. Yeah. They didn't really care about it. It's not a Marvel thing, so whatever. But so that couldn't have helped. But again, it was never going to be a smash hit, that's for sure. Yeah, probably not. Now, <clears throat> Ridley Scott. Yes. The 83 year old. The what? The 83 year old <laughs> director of The Last Duel. Has, as we are looking into here, really had one of the most fascinating director careers uh, in recent times. I would sure say so, yeah. Now, we decided to take a look at, you know, we mentioned earlier, six decades here. Yeah. The Last Duel and, of course, the upcoming... That's right. I know. Yeah, we can't forget about... House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Father-son House of Gucci. He has another movie coming out in a month. Insane. But we're doing we're diving into them right now, right yeah. here. We're not waiting for House right of here, Gucci. right now, right here, right now. So what I think is um so fascinating about Ridley Scott's career, he kind of has one flagship movie for each of these decades. Yep. That he's worked in. Yeah. Um, we'll run through them here real quick. But in the seventies, his second feature uh, is Alien. Mm-hmm. In nineteen seventy nine. In the 80s, he does Blade Runner in 1982. Yep. In the 90s, I believe it's 1991, he does Thelma and Louise. Woohoo! In the 2000s, That's some in the Grand Canyon. 2000, in fact, he does Gladiator. Gladiator! <laughs> in the 2010s, I believe 2015, he does The Martian. Now, those are probably the, and of, of course, he only has one movie so far in the 2020s. Yeah, and let's hope this isn't the <laughs> Yeah, well, well, we'll see if House of Gucci really comes through, or oh, apparently Gladiator 2. Gladiator, maybe it's going to be Gladiator 2. He has like eight projects in the works, Yeah, which is crazy because yeah. he's 83 years old. I would old. say three of them actually get made before he does pass, yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? He's he's a prolif- prolific director. Sure. The likes of which we've barely seen. We've barely seen. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, that's why we wanted to talk about him because he... His name, I don't think it's brought up a lot in terms of 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 the directors of his generation. And I don't, I, you know, we were talking about this before, but it's like I'm not even saying that Ridley Scott is the best director of his generation. I would say certainly not. I don't even know if he's one of the best. But in terms of sort of a mainstream director who's been doing it decade after decade after decade and putting out very respectable movies in all of those decades it almost feels like he's kind of underappreciated yes you know um and and you compare him to someone um you know i don't want to take shots at anyone but please somebody do. like please, one of his do. contemporaries say like francis ford coppola whoa he really hasn't had a relevant movie of course he gets big in the early 70s does some of the best movies of all time in the 70s. Now he makes wine, yeah. But I'm comparing those two where, where Ridley has remain, been able to stay relevant yes. with either smash hits or... or and stay... And not, yeah, right. I mean, and stay relevant 
on two different levels, like critically and also, you know, commercially, pre-Last Duel. We'll see what happens. And so I, I mentioned those five movies, one from each each of the decade, but here's a quick list. Not every not every movie directed, but just filling in the rest of his career. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we have those five, Alien, Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, The Martian, that are Gladiator. kind of, you know, well-respected, well-reviewed, sometimes award-winning movies. Sure. Uh, he fills that in with other things, including G.I. Jane, Black Hawk Down, Matchstick Men, Kingdom, Kingdom of Heaven, American Gangster, Body of Lies, Prometheus, The Counselor, Alien Covenant, All the Money in the World, and now The Last Duel. Mm-hmm. And those are just like the – those are kind of vary in, in their uh, – in how people feel about them sure. you know, critically – but a, a lot of hits, those are like a lot of singles and doubles in that. Yeah, definitely. To kind of fill out this career. Now, he definitely has some some that don't work as well, like his Robin Hood remake, Exodus, Gods and Kings, um, and, and some that You even mentioned American probably, Gangster. I, yeah, no, I, I mentioned that in the, uh, you did? In the fill-in list there, you, yeah. You just said that? Really? When I, don't I, when I listed did. a bunch there, when I said the Black Hawk Downs and the Kingdom of Heaven, I said American Gangster. Did you? Yes. I think you skipped over it. I did it really quickly, but I, I said it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll listen back. I, I will listen back. Oh, yeah. Please do. Uh, so, and a lot of, some of them are, are flops, like the Hannibal remake is not well regarded. I saw that in theaters, of uh, course. I've never seen the the Duelists, which was his very first movie. And I will be honest with you, up until about an hour ago, I had never even heard of it. Interesting that we have the Duelists, and uh, now he's bookended that with the Last Duel. This guy loves duels, apparently. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, you know, he doesn't. His name doesn't get thrown around with your Scorseses or your Spielbergs, even though he is in kind of that class, and or at least from a commercial standpoint from a longevity standpoint yes yes you know and and uh, and i think a relevance standpoint totally yeah you know he's probably he doesn't have the box office that spielberg has and he probably doesn't have the critical acclaim that scorsese has throughout his career right but he falls somewhere you know in between on that spectrum yeah and to the point where you know if if we look at directors you know you look at directors a lot of ways you can look at them for the kind of their very best movies. You can look at their their average movie output. Uh, you can look at their highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But if you just took, you know, sort if you sort of Mount Rushmore movied for a director, yeah, I mean, really Scott is going to have one of your most well regarded Mount Rushmore. Mount yes. Rushmore's of movies out well, there. Well, and also yeah, and especially if and he have- has a pretty good average if you take his. His, yeah, his but if you, if you were to do a Mount Rushmore where you could only pick a head, Mount Rush, you know, because Mount Rushmore has heads. Right. Yes. Yes. So if you picked a Mount Rushmore and every head had to be from a different decade, he's tough. That's tough. It's tough. To I beat. don't know who goes. I mean, I think Scorsese is probably their favorite in this in this game. I would say almost without a doubt. Right. Has to be. So you could do. Let's see. What could you do? You could do Taxi Driver in the seventies. You could do Raging Bull in the eighties. You could do. Goodfellas, Goodfellas in the 90s. 90s. How many? Not this again, but I'm so sorry I guess to it's ask. probably Departed I'm in so 2000s. Sorry. I really am so sorry to ask Wall this again. Wall Street in the 2010s. I'm so sorry to ask this again. How, four. There are four. Okay, thank you. So there are four faces So you only on have to go through four decades. So if you, you, every head has to be a different decade. 
So you're already at you're already at your Scorsese Mount Rushmore. Sure. How about we do? You know, it would be fun Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we got Wes Anderson because you know what's on there? Rushmore. Oh wow! You could call it Mount, Mount Rush Rushmore. He, I believe, has only made movies in three decades. Yeah, though, so. we gotta fill. It. Yeah, gotta get. Oh the wait, other wait, wait. This will be four. Is Bottle Rocket when? In the nineties. Once French Dispatch comes out, and he cracks so a movie 92. in the twenties here. God, I forget how. It's much weird time. that you can nineties. If you start in the nineties, we're in the fourth decade. I don't like that at all. Ugh. I don't like that at all. I've been alive in I've five decades. I've never been good at math, but I don't like that at Oof. all. And this is why. Yikes! But is Rushmore? Yeah, Rushmore's on. Mount on the Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore's on Wes Anderson's Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. The Rushmore <laughs> Mount Rushmore of Wes Anderson that has Rushmore. Yeah, it's probably no, that makes on there. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rushmore. Tenon bombs, Buddha. Wait, it has to be for a decade, so that still works. Correct, and then it has well, to be. It's got to be French dispatch. Okay, that's the well, only hey, let's say it's roll the dice. Um, so let's let's you talk about get some in, of these movies specifically with Ridley Scott because you watched. Do you want to get into it for the first? There's time. a big reveal here. Oh, you you a reveal? Here's Uh-oh. something. I'm I nervous would, here. I'm not. I'm no, nervous. there's actually two big reveals. One, you know. The first big reveal. Gladiator. Is that the one I know? Gladiator? <laughs> what? What? Who is that again? Elizabeth Taylor. Right, right, right. At the Golden Globes? The Golden Globes. God rest their soul. Oh, do you think they'll amazing. let us host the Golden Globes? Sure. Who do we email? The HFPA? HFPA at Google? At Gmail? At, at Google, at Google. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, HFPA Google. Uh, we hear you're I not bet. putting on a television broadcast, but maybe you, you would like to would... podcast your the Golden Globes this year. I am year. telling you, it is not a bad idea. I could see them saying yes. Sure. Why People not? listen to us all over the world. We do have a very... International listenership. Exactly. Um, okay. All right. Give it to me. Give me your hottest take about Ridley Scott. No, this isn't... Okay, hold on. It's two reveals. One is a hot take. One is a reveal. It's different. Okay, you just said it's two reveals. One is a hot take and one is a reveal. A re- okay, one reveal can also be a hot take. Okay. A reveal, a hot take. Just reveal them. A hot take cannot be a reveal. A reveal, reveal myself. can be both. Now, people like Does to Does anybody say- yell reveal thyself in the last duel? It feels like something somebody I am, would yell. I am positive they said it in five different scenes. Call me sir. Maybe that's when I was asleep. Um, people like to say to me all the time, Oh, Daniel, like, you're perfect. People say, oh, my God, you know everything. Like, oh, my God, you've seen everything. You know everything. God, you're so intimidating with your knowledge. And I say, yeah, 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 yeah. This was the reaction to your tweets today. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I went viral. (laughs) With a tweet about Pride Night. Okay. Love it. I love my causes. I love my people. I stand up for what I believe in. Okay? Always will. Always have been. Always Props have, to you. Always have Props been. to you. So people always like to say, been. you're so perfect, you know everything. I say, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I will reveal now Uh huh. that up until a few days ago. Oh, this is one of the reveals? 
I had never seen the feature film from the year 1979 titled Alien. Wow. I had never seen it. This is one of the... And you know why? I'm very busy. Yeah, yeah, you're super busy. Uh, I've never seen it. And I choose to not take that on. People will say, oh, you host a movie podcast. You've never seen Alien. And they're like, you're a fraud. People have been saying this to me. Well, they can't say it anymore. That's exactly right. Thank you. But even before that, I would say, you know what? You have no leg to stand on here, Peg. It is... (laughs) Peg leg. I... I'm no longer ashamed of things I haven't seen. Okay? The fact that it took me this long what? to see... The fact that it took me this long to see Alien, I'm okay with that. There are other things I haven't seen. But the fact that I it took me this long to see Alien is okay. Uh, what are and these, I'm embracing um, this. We're kind of in the, in the depths of movie time of the year. I, I didn't say that very well, but this we're is... We're in the depths of movie time of the year. <laughs> mm, we ventured... I don't think we're getting the Golden Globes gig. <laughs> That's going to be how I open the show. <laughs> we are in the depths of movie time of the year, ladies and Should gentlemen. Should we do it? We'll do, we'll tonight. Host, we'll host it like Ricky Gervais. Dun, 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 hey, dun, all you people dun. here, you're ugly, and I hate you. Oh, good, good Ricky Gervais. Yeah. God, I hate him. I quality. hate him. Love Ricky, of course. Of He's course outstanding. you do. So, what was I saying? Hey, I'm drunk. Oh, <laughs> I'm at drunk. some point, well, we will do, we, we are going to make lists as, as we do. This is my idea, but you're stealing it. Go on. Well, you were never going to get around to announcing it. But at some point, we're going to do an episode. Didn't, didn't realize we were. Where we make lists of the kind of biggest holes in our movie, <laughs> movie viewing history. Yeah. You know, the most pop- Alien was near the top of The mine. most popular, the kind of most, oh my God, how have I never seen Would this? Would you like to reveal what's near your, have you thought about this at all? Or, or maybe we should save that. What's, reveal what's near my holes? Um, let's talk about your holes. I'm not hundred percent sure what my answers are. I actually don't know what mine would be now. Now that you've seen alien. I mean, yeah. Cause alien has been near the top of my sort of like, I can't believe I've never seen this list for quite a while. Yeah. And I'm sure there are other things that aren't coming to mind that are there. I mean, there's a bunch, there's a bunch. I, like I said, I am letting all of that go. You're no longer ashamed. So let's talk about Alien. <laughs> okay. All right, so we got the reveal out of the way. There, oh, God. There's another is one. Is it time for the hot take? No, the hot take is not yet. Okay. Because, uh, unfortunately, I do not have a hot take here because Alien fucking rules. Okay, good. Thank God. I was very <laughs> nervous that your hot take was going to be like, Alien isn't actually like No. Alien's one of the best movies ever made. It's, I just truly could not have loved it more. It's note perfect. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Jaws-like in its awesomeness. So, yeah, we're not going to get that Globes gig. What do you mean? It's Jaws-like in its awesomeness. That, this is the type of content that the, the Globes... Text. Oh, no, it looks like Twitter. Oh, God, Globes. I'm still oh, blowing well, up. Let's see. Getting, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it was liked. One of your tweets was liked. Yes! Thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you, fam. Jaws-like in its awesomeness. The only way to describe Alien. It's... 
it's really fantastic. I mean, the, the, the tension is so rich and palpable and like it is just it's so cool but it also it succeeds because i think for me with a lot of these let's say alien like movies i don't really know what that means but you're talking about the alien franchise no not really not well versed now what? this will make interesting mad. oh no i have seen prometheus oh <laughs> How can you see Prometheus without having ever seen not Alien? Only, not only have I seen Prometheus, I saw it in theaters. What about... I sh- I know I showed you some of Alien Covenant before. Yeah. You... I believe I started that. I think I made... Ge- yeah. I think and, I made you watch some of it at yeah. one point. I actually will watch it now. In, in full. Anyway. I think for me... Now that we need to get... Now that you're friends oh, with Numi? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, my friend Numi. Rapaz. Uh, go see Lamb. Um, we, not that we need to get into a, a full blown discussion about Alien movie that everybody has seen a million times that I've seen once and that's fine. Uh, I think why it succeeds so broadly for me is the fact that like these characters are so real. Yeah, it's nice that these like the characters of this movie are real people. Like you feel like they have real relationships, real lives, real a personalities. All the, of the setup in this movie is it's so good, so well done. So many of these movies that are like in space on a spaceship. It's these characters are the most dead, boring, personalityless people that you've ever met in your life. And these people are like real people. They're funny. It's, and like this movie came out so long ago, and everyone has basically been trying to emulate it since. Yeah. And yet they can never get it's the the interaction between each other the way that crew yeah. does it's so good i mean truly some of the tension here is remarkable like when the alien is on board and we're looking for we're looking for jonesy the cat oh i love hearing you just describe scenes from areas. when the alien <laughs> so is the, when on the, okay, board so let me walk you through so the <laughs> alien gets on board we're looking for jonesy the cat okay jonesy the cat goes missing they loved this cat Ooh, i didn't this didn't Oh, best cat performance. Yeah, that didn't make my best animal performance top ten from Jonesy. Weeks back. Jo- I, I hate to say Jonesy doesn't bring much to the screen. <laughs> Jonesy doesn't bring much to the screen, but it, it's it's a fantastic movie. It, it, it's I would watch it again right now. I love it. I think it's I think it's phenomenal. And also the fact that it's Ridley Scott's second movie ever is quite a feat. It doesn't make really any crazy. Sense. Doesn't make any sense. One thing that I will say this gets back into what I was saying earlier. Like, the sexual exploitation of Sigourney Weaver at the end of this movie is absurd. In when an awesome way? No. It's it's oh. gross. When she strips down, you see her whole fucking butt crack. She has to get... She strips naked for no reason. It's... It, that really... It's enough. We don't... It's felt very exploitative and gross. But other than that... I mean, she's kind of supposed to be very exposed. It's... No, come on. In the general, I don't remember specifically the scene. She bends over; you see her butt crack. So unnecessary, exploitative. Sigourney, man, lover. Oh, she's she's so good in this too. She's great. Anyway, I finally seen it. I can check it off the bucket list. Nice job. Thank you very much. Means a lot to me. Excellent. So we make our way into the 1980s, and what a time it was. Uh-oh. 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 
1982. Wasn't even born. You were. I was not. Oh. This is the next movie he makes after Alien. It's Blade Runner. Uh, Uh-oh. Crazy that back-to-back original movies uh, have spawned universes? Sequels? I guess yeah. there's really only been one sequel one to Blade One universe, Runner. one sequel. Alien, there's what? what? One, two, three is Alien vs. Predator. There's Prometheus. There's Covenant. There's, like, there's been like six or seven Alien movies. Yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Is this where your hot take's coming in? Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Let's hear it. Blade Runner's not for me. That's fine. I have seen Blade Runner before, had not been, not in a while. In many ways, was like a first watch. Like, I had not seen it yeah. in a really long time. I appreciate the film. I think it accomplishes a lot of very admirable things. The film is not for me. Okay. That, I, I, I'm okay with that because I'm not as all in on Blade Runner yeah. either. Okay, good. Um, I mean, not good, whatever, but interesting. It's like, I think it's a really cool story told in a in a really interesting way. Yeah. But there's something about it that, that doesn't quite keep me, like, uh, locked into it whenever I actually, whenever, like, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. But when I actually go back and watch it, and I've, and I've rewatched it a few times, like, I feel like I revisit it every five to eight years just be like you know what i should watch again i know blade runner and then i, I get know. halfway through it and i'm kind of like it does still this doesn't quite connect for me the way i remember that thinking that it should i think the first like 30 or 40 minutes are like stellar yeah and then it just gets a it just gets a little too i don't know sci-fi rainy abs yeah well i love the rain <laughs> abstract it just uh, it's. I admire it. If you were to tell me that Blade Runner was your favorite movie of all time, I would respect it. Yeah, but I. It. It's. It's just not the film for me. That's fair. Totally fair. Thank you. Thank you for respecting that. I want to rewatch it again now. <laughs> I'd put it on right now. I'd watch it. Well, there you go. Harrison uh, Ford, by the way. Wow! Wow! Wee! Wah. Well, I bet you wouldn't have complained about seeing his butt crack. <laughs> Hey, but guess what? We don't. Because it's a male director who only exploits his female actors for their bodies. But go on. Okay, well. Can we talk about female actors? You know where I want to go next. Thelma and Louise? Woo, boy. Can I just Well, like, you? I think this is... I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. But when I know it's on the horizon... Well, uh, this, this is my... Why I questioned your uh, response to Ridley Scott's female characters. It's a great point. It's a bit, well. The person it's, who made Alien, who, you know. Sexually exploited Sigourney Weaver, yeah. For sure. A role that we'd basically never seen a woman have before as the kind of action lead of a f- franchise type movie. Well, of course, they wouldn't let her do it unless she got naked. And then the same director does Thelma and Louise. Sure. You know, a truly iconic uh, female power movie. I agree. Uh, that's that's why I, I I said, well, hold on, this is the person who's who's made these two movies. I need to push back a little bit here. But anyway, let's let's get into Thelma and Louise. Man, when I tell you that Thelma and Louise is a great ass movie, 
It is a great a, ass movie. It, it is a great ass movie. Thelma and Louise. Thelma. Thelma. Jeez, Louise. Can I tell you something? Are you more of a Thelma or more of a Louise? Wow. That's actually a really good. Which one's which with us? Thelma is Gina. No, I'm saying with oh. us. I I also don't know the Thelma oh, with is us. Gina? With us, that's obvious. I'm Thelma. You're Louise. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I play up my Thelma with you, just because you're such a Louise. <laughs> I don't know if I should be insulted by this or not. Now Louise is cover your ears. Spoilers. The person who does murder somebody. Huh? Oh. Well, they're both dead. Well, we don't know for sure. Well, I know. Thelma and Louise 2? Why are we getting Gladiator 2? <laughs> Give me Thelma and Louise Speaking 2. Speaking of everyone's dead in the movie. Give me... Yeah, honestly. Um, Thelma and Louise Thelma and 2. Louise, it's just... It is a good time. We got a couple good time gals on our hands. Gina Davis is so good in this movie. Susan Sarandon is, you know, a nut job now. But she really... She really... <laughs> Yeah, of course. She listens. Um, it's just, it's great. It's so freeing and funny and really audacious. And I know it was, like, at the time, I mean, of course, I wasn't alive. You were. But, um. You were alive. <laughs> I know. Um, when it come out, ni- what is it? 91. 91. Um, quite controversial at the time. And it is, you know, when you watch it, again, I hadn't seen it in, like, a pretty long time. It. it really it tackles some stuff and it does like it's interesting what these women sort of get away with in this very what sort of turned out to be a very mainstream kind of like oscary uh commercially successful movie like these are two very like imperfect women who do like very imperfect things but are also heroes and it's, I don't know. It's a great time. It really is. What an awesome movie. It's so good. And we haven't even talked about it. Brad Pitt? The Brad Pitt performance. Was Selma and Louise originally a book or anything? I don't or know. Or is it just I've an original script? Read. I think it's an original script. Callie Curry wrote it. And she won... Well, she won an Oscar for it. So did she win original... I think it's an original screenplay. Uh, best... Written directly for this film. Yeah, there you go. Original screen. Wow, what a great original story. It's great. I bet. I bet one day we're gonna get a Thelma and Louise prequel Netflix series. It's gonna be like Thelma and Louise, the early years. What would the prequel be? They're just living their sad lives. (laughs) (laughs) We see the inciting incident of them going on the road. (laughs) That sounds terrible. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like young Thelma. Like Wait, young sorry, Sheldon? Young, sorry, young Louise. It's gonna be like Louise growing up. Sure. Can I tell you? So Louise one, grows up. That's gonna be what it's called. At one point in the movie, uh, Gina Davis says to Susan Sarandon, "Geez, Louise." And I looked up if that's where "Geez, Louise" came from, and it's not. Because <laughs> <laughs> she said that without any sort of hint of like, "That's your name." Right. She said, geez, Louise. And then I was like, wait. No. It's like a very old, came it's from? a very old thing. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Probably the first time somebody was named Louise. Probably. Uh, listen, 
We can talk about it briefly. This is an anti-Brad Pitt podcast. Uh, not true. This is an anti-Brad Pitt podcast. Love Brad Pitt. This is an anti-Brad Pitt podcast for one of us. When he comes on the screen in this movie, I'll say it again. Wah, wah, wee, wah. <laughs> I'll say he it He is, whoo, the performance he gives in this movie. And when I say performance, I mean performance. Yes. He is a star. And it is, I was thinking while I was watching this, like, I'm trying to think of other star-making performances like this, where sort of an unknown just sort of comes onto the screen and immediately like, oh, okay, well, that's an absolutely A-list actor. Right, and with like 10 minutes of screen time or yeah. whatever. It's a great question. Is this your top 10? No. Um, the, the thing that jumps out is is not what you were looking for, but I'm thinking of, we, we just talked about this last week, like the 10 minutes of... Ana de Armas in, yeah. in No Time to Die. Sure. But if she had never been in anything before or whatever, it yeah, just shows totally. up and, and nails it at this level. Yeah. I was thinking when Donkey came in to Shrek. Donkey? Donkey. Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Donkey came on, came on the screen in Shrek 1. How, how did you get there? <laughs> why, why is that what you chose? Because it's a star-making performance. Well, of course. And was I wrong? How many Shreks did they make? Four? I don't know. Did they make a Shrek 4? Shrek Ever After? Shrek 1, Shrek 2, Shrek 3? Was that called Shrek Ever After? I'm not sure. Shrek. Wasn't there another Shrek? Shrek. Is it because Cameron Diaz retired? Shrek and Donkey? Do we think that Cameron Diaz is actually retired? I don't know. God, I hope not. At least until the counselor two. Oh my god. Shrek, Shrek two, Shrek the third, Shrek, the third. Shrek ever after, plus Puss in Boots. Oh, of course. And there's another Puss in Boots coming next year, isn't there? What is Shrek the musical? Well, that's on Broadway. Why is that on IMDb? No, it's like a TV version of it or whatever. I would watch that. Uh, Shrek 4D. What's that? No, that's something else. Yeah. So there was Puss in Boots, and then there's now another Puss in Boots. Well, people love Puss in Boots. People love Puss in Boots. How I'll you give you $20. Antonio if can, Banderas. If you can tell me the full title of the new Puss in Boots movie. Puss in Boots. Colon. Colon. Wow, wow, we wow. Oh, I'm sorry. It's The Last Wish. <laughs> the Last Wish. Would you like to hear the plot summary? Yeah, of course. Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll. Oh, he has burned yeah. through eight of his nine lives. Oh, Puss sets out on an epic journey to find the mythical last wish and restore like, his nine lives. I don't like hearing you say Puss. Sounds like Thelma and Louise. Similar Honestly, plots. Is Puss more of a Thelma or more of a Louise? Puss is more of a Thelma. Does he wear boots? Is Puss a man? Uh... I don't like referring to a cat as a man. Is Puss a male cat? Yes. Antonio I mean, Banderas. He's voiced by Antonio Banderas. That's what I just said. I will give you $20 if you can name the character that Salma Hayek plays in Puss in Boots. Pussy. Uh, no, sorry. It's Kitty Softpaws. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh... uh. I will give you $20 if you can name Zach Galifianakis' character's name in Puss in Boots. God. 
No, I'm sorry, incorrect. It is Humpty Alexander Dumpty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You know, actually, Shrek is kind of like Thelma and Louise. Is Shrek more of a Thelma or more of a Louise? Shrek, I believe, would be... Shrek is a Louise. Louise. Donkey is a Thelma. Yeah, that sounds right. And what's her name? Hold on, that's the pull-out quote for this episode. <laughs> Shrek is a Louise, Donkey is a Thelma. Wait, what's the princess's name? Princess. Uh, all I can think of is Lord Farquaad. Oh, Lord Farquaad is a Louise. The gingerbread man is a Thelma. Oh, gosh. Oh, horse, man. We're oh, a horse to come here. Princess, oh, oh, I'm, I'm so close. Don't say it. Please don't say it. Please don't say it. No, don't. Please don't. I'm gonna no, look no, it up. No, no, no. You try to think of it before Princess... I get it. Princess. Oh, it's a weird name. Shrek. Yeah, it's like Jamiroquai or something. Uh, Jamiroquai. Yeah. <laughs> Princess. Uh, what does it start with? Oh, it's Fiona. Why? Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Nothing is more fun than that. Fiona's a Fiona is definitely a Louise. That's the most obvious one. Fiona's is it? a Louise. Oh. God. All right, we have lost track. Thelma and Louise. Anyway, so Ridley Scott. Thelma ever Louise. heard of him? <laughs> well, Thelma and so despite we're talking about Alien, Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise. By the way, all three of these movies in the first uh, paragraph on their Wikipedia page noted that uh, the li- Library of Congress selected the film for preservation in the National Film Registry. I don't know what that means. It means uh, they found it culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Okay, so they preserved it? Oh, they just make a, like a... It's called Netflix. <laughs> well, uh, it's just interesting that... You know, it's called for, Netflix. For one director to have three movies... Uh, Do you think Netflix on that list. is Netflix more of a Thelma or a Louise? <laughs> Netflix is more of a Louise. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Hulu's a Thelma. Is a Thelma. <laughs> Hulu's a who? Hulu's a Thelma. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but Thelma and Louise Ridley's uh first Oscar nomination for best director. Ooh, interesting. Uh, he's been nominated three times. This was his first. It's it's easy to say three times. Yeah. What's the third? Gladiator. Gladiator is the second. What's the third? Black Hawk. Oh, I always forget he was nominated for best director in that one. It in retrospect, it feels insane that he wasn't nominated for Alien. But yes, what was going on back in 1979? Who knows? Great question. Let's see what he. When he, uh, well, I did look this up, and I do have it in my notes, but oh, I'm too well, lazy to... You have phone, phone is over here. Uh, Probably blowing Oscars. up. The group text is blowing up! The 1980 Oscars. Uh, Kramer vs. Kramer wins Best Picture. That's right. Oh, Other nominees, God, All That so Jazz, kids Apocalypse so Now, Breaking Away, and Norma Ray. Yeah. God, imagine not nominating Alien over these, although Apocalypse Now is great. Uh, best director Robert Benton for Kramer vs. Kramer, Bob Fosse, all that jazz, Francis Ford Coppola, Apocalypse Now, uh, Peter Yates for Breaking Away, and Eduard Molinaro for something, mm. some French Italian comedy. Well, sure, I think like Alien. Sorry to go back, but I think Alien upon. Please do. Re- I think Alien upon its release wasn't 
really received critically that well. Mm. It was nominated for two Oscars. I think it, it won one. It won for best visual effects. Yeah, well, that checks out. Really, and then does. it was nominated for uh, something else. Uh, Art direction, probably. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. And it lost that to something. But yeah, it's just like not. It just yeah, it's interesting. Anyway. First Oscar nomination for Ridley for Thelma and Louise. Ridley Scott, more of a Thelma or a Louise? Louise. Oh, uh, yeah, Ridley's a Louise for sure. Yeah. But what's interesting, I think in real life, Gina Davis, Louise. Susan Sarandon, Thelma. Ooh. I like it. Thank you. Anyway, God, if you're listening Brad to this podcast, Pitt. go watch Thelma and Louise. Unbelievable. Just all right, so that takes us into the 90s. Uh, he follows up Thelma and Louise with what? Let's see. With 1492 Conquest of Paradise. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did, did, I'll, unfortunately, I'll pretend didn't I've, catch that film. Pretend I've heard of that, but in a, another historical epic, of course. Uh, and then we get White, White Squall, disaster survival film. Then we get G.I. Jane. And then in 2000, we get Gladiator, which... Are these all his movies that you're looking at? Yeah. These are movies he's directed. Wait. What are you what are you struggling with? Why are you Steve Belichick? Oh, it's going the other right way. Going the other way. It's going top to bottom. I thought it was going bottom to top. Good lord. Uh two thousand we get Gladiator. Which Wait, what I'm sorry, can you re, can you rename all the ones you said? <sighs> Alright. We're gonna here's his whole Career. 1977, The Duelist. No, we don't need to do the entire 79, Alien. Again. 82, Blade Runner. Oh 85, Legend. 87, Someone to Watch Over Me. 89, Black Rain. 91, Thelma and Louise. 92, 1492, Conquest of Paradise. I did not see that film. Yeah, you just said that 35 seconds ago. 1996, White Squall. 97, G.I. Jane. Another, another uh, female empowerment movie, no? I guess. Who's, I'm not, Jane, who's Jane? Demi, Demi Moore. Moore. Mm. Uh, 2000, we get Gladiator. Wins Best Picture. He wins Gladiator. Best Director, right? Yes. Yes. Um, this was my introduction to Ridley Scott. Wait. No. The answer is no to your question. He did not win Best Director. He's never won. Sorry. You fooled me by saying Oh, that. Soderbergh won. Yeah. For traffic. Yeah, we famously <laughs> did an entire episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was my introduction to Ridley Scott, the director. I don't think I had seen Alien or Blade Runner yet oh, interesting. when this movie came out in 2000. Definitely saw it in theaters. Was blown away by Gladiator in the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think I said when we did our our Oscars recap of this year, I... I'd, Never seen Gladiator either. And again, I am not perfect, despite well, what everybody says. And it's very flattering that people do say that. I do appreciate that. I'm um, glad you're coming around on Ridley. But I... Year. Oh, I didn't like Gladiator. Oh, well, at least you see I keep watching it. his films, yeah. Sure. That's, and Gladiator that's to me, again, not not my culture. It's not really my thing. Okay. Gladiator is amazing. The, uh, no. It is, but uh, the... The production of Gladiator, there were a lot of reminders of Gladiator watching The Last Duel. Yeah, the knights in shining armor. A lot of knights, a lot of horses, a lot of battles. Yeah. Kind of epic medieval 
you know, you could see, you could feel that gladiator DNA mm-hmm. in a lot of shots in the movie. Sure. Um, but gladiators, gladiator holds up to me. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then he does Hannibal. He does Black Hawk theaters, Down. Yeah, Black Hawk Down. Nominated That's for one best... I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, I know. I probably only ever saw it once. Yeah. Nominated for Best Director back-to-back years, correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, 2003 does Matchstick Men. Mm-hmm. That's a fun movie. Yeah. Owned it on DVD. Yeah. Oh, my God. The movies I own. Did you wear DVD. that one out? No. <laughs> no. Uh, 2005, another uh, epic kind of war, old-timey movie, Horses, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, we were really trying to make Orlando Bloom a thing. We were. Didn't happen, did it? Well, he had his moment. Not really. I mean, he had a moment. He had his moment in Lord of the Rings. I know not your culture. Oh, no. That's not when he had his moment. Yes, it is. Mm, P-O-T-C. He was bigger in Lord of the Rings. No. If you think Orlando Bloom is more famous for Lord of the Rings than he's for Pies of the Caribbean... I don't know what to tell you. I'm you have another thousand percent right. You have another thing coming. Just because you've never seen Lord of the Rings. Okay, that's actually not true. I have seen parts, <laughs> well, and we're not doing an episode. <laughs> I can't. We're gonna do all three. We're gonna marathon all three movies, plus oh, all the Hobbit movies. God. Just kidding. I would never watch oh, the Hobbit God, movies. Oh God, does he get the ring? I'm actually not Lord of the Rings adverse. Okay. I should, it's it you, you it's not my culture, but I I would like to try. Here's the thing: Little Bloom is not more famous for Lord of the Rings than he's Pirates of the Caribbean. He's yes, just yes. not. He's just not. I mean, it's it's that's that is. I mean, false. this is the is Harrison Ford more well known for being Han Solo or Indiana Jones? There are two massive franchises. That one is a better question. You're downplaying Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings no, I'm not. is I'm really bigger not. than Pirates of the Caribbean, by far. That's a separate conversation. Well, it plays Lord into the, Rings the answer. Lord of the Rings isn't big because of Orlando Bloom. Neither is Pirates of the Caribbean. It, but it's more of it. Sure. He's one of he's one of three stars of it. And it's about... And he's Lord one of, of like four or five stars in Lord not of the about Rings. The, sorry, Lord of the Rings is not about the performances. Sorry. Just not. Sorry. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean about is not the about ring. Orlando Bloom's it's about performance. The journey. It's about the journey. Certainly, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is not about Orlando Bloom's performance. It's part He's of a it. clear third in the, the top three power rankings. Here, Knightley, Jeffrey Rush, Orlando Bloom. We don't speak of the other one. What's Is Jeffrey Rush the one with the octopusy beard? Yeah. God, he keeps saying pussy. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like that at all. Have you ever really seen octopusy? Like- the James Bond film? Yeah. No. Haven't, we should have talked about haven't it last got week. my haven't got should my have eyes. Talked about it last haven't week. got my eyes on that one yet. <laughs> haven't got my eyes on that. So then he picks up uh Post Kingdom of Heaven with 2006's A Good Year. Yeah. Another one I saw in theaters for some reason. 2007, he does American Gangster. This is a movie actually. This is this feels like right up your alley. This American was American Gangster? Oh, your two favorite Denzel. words. Great trailer for this movie. Couldn't tell you. Uh, this was this was I remember going to the theater so pumped for this because the trailer was great. I loved Ridley Scott coming up like scary. Love Gladiator was like this looks amazing. This is like gonna be the best movie of the year, and then ultimately it was only okay. Yeah, I, I was, saw. It I was once. a little disappointed. Uh, Body of Lies, 
Leo, Russell Crowe, little CIA Un- spy you know, movie. Unclear if I ever got my eyes on that one. Uh, tw- 2010, he does Robin Hood with Russell Crowe as Robin Hood. And I can say, never got my eyes on that one. Again, another like action epic. A lot of horses, battle scenes. This guy's obsessed. And then, now we're talking. 2012, <laughs> he dips back into the alien world for Prometheus. Yeah. Oh, yes. What are your Prometheus thoughts? Oh, I love Prometheus. Now, to be clear, Prometheus is not quote-unquote good. According to who? You decide what's good. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's not perfect. Uh, I don't equate good with perfect. It That's is, the problem with society. Well, it's certainly not perfect, and it's, it's probably problem. not good, but it's awesome. Got the it. movie can be awesome without being good. Agreed. And Prometheus and Alien Covenant are both awesome. Neither of them are good. Mm-hmm. What's an example of being awesome? Ooh, the feature film Beethoven with Bunny Hunt. <laughs> That is an awesome movie. Is it? Oh. When was the last time you saw it? Who plays Ludwig? What? Who plays Ludwig? Oh, I got it. Um, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Beethoven? Was of Beethoven course. a part of your childhood? Yeah, I think I saw Beethoven. That dog in... was getting slobber everywhere. That was nuts. I think I saw Beethoven in theaters. Wow, you're fucking old. It came out in like 92. Yeah, I wasn't allowed in theaters at that point. I was selling diapers. Well... How old you were, diapers? I R.I.P. didn't tell I was Charles six. Grodin, by the way. Oh, yeah. Bonnie Hunt, quite the enigma. Is she? I think so. She had a talk show for years. And that what, what is she up to these days? I, I, I have heard rumors that she was very difficult. Oh, really? But that's what people say about all women. Hmm. My girl, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Both Pompeo and DeGeneres. Wow. Speaking of Are there Denzel. any good Ellens? Ellen Page, formerly. Ooh. Elliot. Misnaming. I said for Elliot Page. Ellen. Della. Ellen. Della, Elena Della Don. That's WNBA not Ellen. player. Ellen. Burstin. Ooh, there you go. We love Ellen Burstin on the podcast. She does listen. <laughs> Uh, so then, after Robin, oh, after after Prometheus, he does 2013's The Counselor. Oh, okay, briefly, I wanted to watch The Counselor for this podcast because I had never seen it before, and it has it, it's garnered sort of this reputation over the years of being extremely weird, very campy, uh, and kind of a cult classic in a yeah. way. A lot of people seem to really kind of like it. It was People either think it's awful or they're like, this movie is incredible. Bad shit, yeah. And uh, I, I mean, it's, it's this could be another uh, entry in the in the awesome but not good. Maybe. Um, I will say, uh, I, I made it about 40 minutes in, um, and then I did decide to take a nap. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've never seen this whole movie. I've seen I, like half I just, of it. I was not in the right frame of mind. I, I just, I wasn't ready. I will finish it. I, Somebody humps a car in this movie. I think that it's is Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get to that scene? No, unfortunately I did not. Mm. Not yet. That's going to be, that's going to be really exciting for me though. Cameron <laughs> Diaz, I miss her. So then he does Exodus Gods and Kings, a biblical now, epic. Now I'm going to be real honest with you. Never even heard of the film. Uh, it is not good or awesome. I didn't see it. Who's in it? 
Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton, John Totoro, Aaron Paul, Ben Mendelsohn, Sigourney Weaver, and Ben Kingsley. That's a lot of white people. Oh, this, there was a controversy about this one because it. Oh yes, that's this is where right. It's like. Oh yeah, it's like about Egypt, right? Like, yes, 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 yes. Oh yes. my god, oh. I forgot all about this. I movie. did too until I was looking at the cast list. <laughs> did it even like, like come out? Oh yeah, yeah. It like was a thing. Uh, it made two hundred sixty-eight million dollars worldwide. So apparently it was a hit. Oh my god! <laughs> I did not realize that. Uh, yeah, like only, all these white people are playing. Egyptian, it only made right? sixty-five million uh, domestically, but over two hundred worldwide. That's more than I would have said. Or two hundred elsewhere in the world for two sixty-eight total. Uh, but yes, they are all playing like Egypt. Like I think Ben Kingsley's playing like Moses. No, Christian Bale is Moses. Joel Edgerton is Ramses. Like, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Uh, so that one didn't go over very well. 2015, though, he gets back on Good Graces with The Martian. Very well-received movie. Of course, multiple Oscar nominations there, although Ridley did not get nominated for Best Snubbed Director. Snubbed for Best Director for The Martian. He was uh, certainly favored to get a nomination. Was passed over by Lenny Abramson for Room. Room. I like Room. I thought Room was fine. I mean, I... I, I Nerve-wracking. Oh, when they're in the back of that truck. A lot oh. of tension. When they're in the back of that truck. Are you kidding me? They exactly. got out. They got out of the room. And then to wrap up the latest run of his career, he does Alien Covenant yep. and All the Money in the World in 2017. Yeah. Um, All the Money in the World is the about the Getty kidnapping. Yeah. Famously, Kevin Spacey. Right. Was, was in the movie. Uh allegations came out and in like a month they managed to reshoot the scenes and i want to say good good for ridley for yeah, that so they, they certainly <laughs> jumped on it quickly and made a good decision christopher plummer is giving, brought into the part and yeah. then christopher plummer gets nominated for, for an oscar. oscar crazy like the oscar name and nom- then died he was he was cast in this no one has i bet nobody has ever been cast in a movie and then nominated for an Oscar for that movie in a shorter period of oh, time. I'm sure. Like, the, if I'm remembering this correctly, he was chosen. They like they decided to reshoot this in like late November. They picked him. The movie came out in like late December. Yeah. And then he's nominated for an Oscar in January. <laughs> it's like an incredible. Yeah. Couple months sequence. Yeah. Good for Chris. Oh yeah. May he rest in peace. Christopher. I almost said Christopher Nolan. Christopher Plummer. Oh, God, I wish Christopher Nolan. What a legend. I wish Christopher Nolan was dead. (laughs) I wish Christopher Nolan could take Christopher Plummer's place. And so four years pass Mm -hmm. since All the Money in the World, and then we get The Last Duel and House of Gucci both coming out this year. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. What a crazy career. It's, it's, It's insane. I... I'm almost rooting... And again, it's like... Even having had this full discussion i don't know that i have much of a read on ridley scott the man mm-hmm. he could be a monster for all i know i don't know but coming into this year i remember we were doing our like uh oscars draft thinking man like this could really be a huge year for ridley scott he's got these huge two prestige things coming out how exciting the last duel has bombed and fizzled out and House of Gucci, I think, looks like it's not going to be particularly good. And all of a Might sudden, be awesome, though. I don't know. I don't think so. You've turned on House of Gucci? Wow. Ye- no. I 
Hasegushi might be an awesome, not good. That's that's what I just said. No, you did. You were like, it looks like it's gonna be not good, and I was like, it might be awesome though. And you went, eh, oh, I see. No. Oh, I see. Yeah, that was a callback. Um, wow, he's turned on Lady Gaga, ladies and gentlemen. I, you heard it here of, first. Do you think I would ever? He hates Lady Gaga. Do you think I could ever turn on Stephanie Germanata? It would never happen. I'm. I hope House of Gucci is really good. The only, the only silver lining to it not playbook? being good is no. the playbook. Yes, yes, The yes. only silver line to it not being good is, is that we won't playbook. have to deal with Jared Leto during Oscar season. Oh, God. I forgot. I, I, that's something I can't Ugh. really think about. And the unfortunate Ugh. thing is he, I think, even if the movie doesn't completely deliver. I can't wait deliver, to see a featurette on how they put him in that makeup oh, every day on set. God. What did we do to deserve Jared Leto? <laughs> do you think that's – do you think he was sent because of uh, – our failures on climate change. Would you rather... What's worse? Uh, would you rather what's worse? Would you rather sit through a movie that starred Jared Leto or Rami Malek? <laughs> well, I just sat through No Time to Die, and I'm about to sit through House of Gucci next month, so I'll let you know. Oh, please do. Um... Probably Rami. I Jared, I truly can't. Like Rami. Man, Jared, I, this time last week he was yelling, "Find a new pro- profession, do something else." About Rami Malek, and now he's like, hey, "I can sit through a movie with him." No, you're asking, how would I rather die? <laughs> Get stabbed a million times or drown? I'm like, well, I don't know. I guess Rami Malek is drowning, so I. It's a little less bad. You're saying you'd rather drown than be stabbed a million times? I think so. Probably. Drowning seems awful, though. Seems really bad. Not a good way to go. No. The panic. The panic. Might not be as painful as the stabbing, but the panic is... How would you like to go? Jump off a bridge? I would like to jump out of a plane without a parachute. What? On purpose? No, no, by accident. You really that's terrifying. Cuz you know you're going to die for a solid couple minutes, right? Yeah, but at least it's like skydiving's fun, right? <laughs> nice view. Yeah, <laughs> nice view. Sure. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying if I have to go and choose the way, I mean, I you know, I hate to be the one to tell this to you. Unfortunately, you do have to go at some point. You will be dying. Will do I get to choose the way? No. Hmm. Well, you asked which how I would like to go. Well, and we do know how you will be going. I will be the one responsible. <laughs> I will be killing you. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait one day for someone to listen back through this podcast after my <laughs> untimely demise. We should have known. I'm going to be on the run like Thelma. Oh, well, that's how I'd like to go, actually. Florida into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> what better way? While listening to the Popcorn Boys. <laughs> You th- I bet everybody listening to this right now is thinking about <laughs> Is wishing themselves. they were flooring their yeah, way into the Everybody listening to this is thinking about driving straight into traffic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that seems like a perfect way to wrap up Ridley Scott's career. Oh, don't do it. What? Don't do it. Oh, you're talking to our listeners who yeah, are trying to yeah. crash their cars. Traffic. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, anyway, Ridley Scott, 
amazing legend. He somehow has has more projects upcoming despite being 83 years old. Wow. Including apparently another Alien movie, apparently Gladiator th- 2. I almost said Gladiator 3. And other things somehow. Um, but a legend. Here's to more Ridley Scott projects. You know. Maybe one more. If you have something with horses, you know, he's your man. <laughs> Look, everyone has been hitting me up wondering. <laughs> they just they they're asking for. Uh, they're just saying, you gotta let me know what's this week's top ten gonna be. And can I let can can you tell me in advance? And I have to go. Look, no, no, no. You're missing the point. It's the hastily prepared top ten, and yet again. This one was hastily prepared. To those people, I would say I don't even know what it is. So, Oh, I came up with this hmm, four minutes before we started recording? Yeah, and also right before you started recording, you said the top ten is going to be the best part of the episode. <laughs> well, here we are. Uh, in honor of the last duel in 1380s France. Oh, no. Where we had Jean de Carouge and Jacques <laughs> Legree and Marguerite and Pierre, all our buddies, all our, our French buddies. The top ten French things. <laughs> Number ten, Napoleon. Uh, honorable mention to Marie Antoinette and Joan of Arc. They didn't quite make the list. Oh, but Napoleon, shocking. You, pa- Number 10. you passed over two women for a Number man. nine, the south of France. <laughs> I don't really know the specifics, but... It's. I know it's a vacation destination, the south of France. <laughs> sure, yeah. You just hear it kind of mentioned, like, oh, where, where, where's he vacationing? Oh, the south, south of, of France. France. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, number eight, the French language itself. <laughs> oui. When when spoken gracefully, really yeah. uh, pleasant on the ears. We oh. didn't hear any of it in the last duel other than no, the names. No, we, sh- we certainly didn't. Uh, but I really like the French language. That's really That's beautiful. number eight. On uh, the ten. How many words do you know? Top ten. Un, da, trois. I can count to three in French. I know. Um, oui. Bonjour. Ever yeah. heard of bonjour? I have. Uh, if you go to France, everyone say I'm bonjour. Number seven, Zinedine Zidane. Okay, you lost me here. Nineties and early two thousand soccer superstar. I believe he won the World Cup once, lost in the final once. Remember when he headbutted the Italian player in the World Cup final? No. Circa 2006? I don't know who this is. He got sent off in the World Cup final for headbutting an Italian dude. Sounds about right. It was pretty great. Uh, number five on the uh, – number five – or sorry, number six in the top ten French things, uh, toast. <laughs> French toast. Now, French, Were you a French toast sticks person? No, 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 no. Really? Sticks were too crispy. The best part about French toast is the... No, disagree. Is the nice eggy middle. Okay. Yeah. Now, give me a stick over a... Give me a stick over a, a, a piece of... of no, that's, that's an incorrect take. But French toast is number six. Oh, uh, wait. Number one better be what I think it no, is. No, just a heads up. French fries are not on the list. They're what? not French. French toast is French. French, French toast fries. is French. Freedom fries, I call them. French, yeah. French toast is in French. Uh, it is from my list. Number cool. five. Uh, well, this is bullshit. Number five is Rene Descartes, the French philosopher. Uh, famous, most famous for 
I think, therefore I am. That's Billie Eilish. Huh? Billie Eilish. Never heard of her. Renee Descartes. He could kick the World Cup too? Uh, no, no, no. He's a philosopher. Very famous philosopher. Number four, uh, croissants. <laughs> Love a good croissant. There's nothing worse than people who pronounce croissant like that. Croissant? Croissant? Uh, number three, the Eiffel Tower. Hey, number three. I th- okay, number three. Sure. And maybe Paris in general, but the Eiffel Tower. Sure. Uh, number two, Beauty and the Beast. What? Takes place in France. <laughs> Bonjour. Good day. How is your family? Bonjour. Good day. How is your wife? The opening scene in Beauty and the Beast is the number three, two best thing. I was going to say, number two. Second best thing to ever come out of France. I am so concerned. Number one is uh, baguettes. (laughs) Easy number one choice. Never hesitated for a second. Baguette. The baguette is by far the best thing that's ever come out of France. So there it is, folks. Your top ten French things. Number ten, Napoleon. Number nine, the south of France. Uh, as a vacation destination. Number eight, the French language itself. Number seven, Zinedine Zidane. Number five, French or number six, French toast. Number five, Rene Descartes. Uh, number four, the croissant. Number three, the Eiffel Tower. Number two, the opening scene of the animated film Beauty and the Beast. And number one, baguettes. Number one, baguettes. Is a no-brainer, number one. Yeah, that's what... Uh, it's the only one I didn't have to put any thought into how I would order it. Yeah, that's what... Uh, yeah, that's what Matt Damon's daughter said. He's like, Dad, you can't say that anymore. He said, hey, do- hey, honey, I brought home some baguettes. <laughs> she was like, Dad. It's called... Uh, They're called lo- queers. Loaves. <laughs> I don't know. Loaves? Loaf of bread? I don't know. What are you? Oh, jeez. They're for called a, queers. An alternate name for baguette. I bet you loved playing Smear the Queer. What? What's that? You didn't play that in like high school, winter school? No. No, it was like a game. It's what they would like call dodgeball or something. Smear uh, It sounds. Yeah, maybe I played it. I'm sure you did. <laughs> wow, what a beautiful list of top ten French things. Yeah. Wait, I mean, what was that in honor of? Oh, the last. Duel. The last duel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie. The movie saw, uh, it was four hours ago. It was French. The movie. Yeah, yeah, really. Jean re- de Carouge, <laughs> Pierre Le Buffon, Marguerite Oh, Affleck's. We didn't even talk about. We didn't. Somehow we didn't. We didn't talk about Affleck's hair, his the, goatee. We didn't talk, we didn't about, talk about, about Matt Damon's mullet. Wow, so many things left on the table. Maybe next time we'll dive into <laughs> it. Maybe we'll do a top ten hairstyles in movies. We should. I, I don't know it. if those would make it or not. I mean Ben. I don't know Ben. Just I don't. Ben looked like a McDonald's character. <laughs> he was basically the Hamburglar. Yeah, don't well. Tell me, sir, on French fries, not on your list. Fraudulent list. Uh, uh, freedom fries. Whatever. Freedom fries. And on that note, rest in peace, Colin Powell. <laughs> An American hero, if there ever was. One. Oh, you know, another brief episode in the books. Oh Kept it nice and crisp for you. Yep. Next week, we're going to be discussing oh Dune. Dune. And the French Dispatch. we got a double feature next week. Uh, a Timothy Chalamet double feature. Oh, yeah. A Shalafi- uh, Timothy uh, Chalamet feature. 
shallow Shella, feature. Shella may, Shella may you go to the theater with me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Shella may you go to the theater with me. Thanks for listening to another splendid episode. Thank you. Of the Popcorn Boys.